Hello, it's Christine here with the Express to Impress podcast. Today, I'm going to be advising you on how to handle a common yet challenging situation in business meetings. Someone asks a difficult question, and you're not sure how to answer it. In today's episode, you'll learn how to answer those difficult questions in meetings. If you have an interview coming up, I invite you to visit my website for a free five-step job interview preparation checklist. This checklist has already helped thousands of people worldwide perform well in interviews and get jobs they love. To sign up, visit my website at express-to-impress.com. And a quick reminder that you can subscribe to receive notifications whenever I release a new episode. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast directories. Now, let's begin. Since the arrival of COVID-19 in early 2020, more team meetings have taken place virtually than ever before. That means running effective meetings has become more challenging. In many workplaces, employees don't even turn on their cameras, so there's little accountability. Suffice to say, Most people are probably multitasking while others are speaking or presenting. Of course, those who organize meetings want them to be effective. If engagement is low, the speaker may resort to asking pointed questions to individuals. If you are asked a direct question in a meeting and you haven't been paying attention, it will be difficult to answer the question. Or perhaps you're the speaker and someone asks you a question you already addressed, revealing that person wasn't paying attention to you. Lack of quality participation is just one source of difficult questions in meetings. Maybe there's a new team member and they're trying to impress everyone, so they ask a series of tough questions and you're on the receiving end. In doing my research for this episode, I even ran across an article titled 22 Questions to Ask to Sound Smart in Meetings. Just what we need, people asking questions not because they are necessary, but because they want to seem smart. Ay, ay, ay. Another possibility is that a team member asks you an excellent question, but you're unprepared to answer it, or not even the right person to answer it. There are many types of difficult questions that can come up in a meeting, and we'll dive into handling a variety of them in the tip section. First, though, I want to tell you about some of the experiences my clients have faced with difficult questions in the office. For many of my clients, English is their second language, and they are working in English. There may be multiple instances where they are asked a question during a single workday and are unsure of the question. Perhaps they didn't hear all the words because of the person's accent, the speaking speed was too fast, or the question was asked in a roundabout way. From an outside perspective, the solution seems simple. Ask the person to repeat the question. Many of my clients admit they often do not ask for clarification and instead make up an answer to what could have been the question. Responding in this way creates confusion. Yet their counterpart is more likely to pretend the person has answered the right question than to point out the problem. If the interaction takes place in a meeting, others often don't volunteer to clarify the question either. While their intentions are kind, they have also contributed to ineffective communication. 
Most of my clients know how to ask for clarification, so what I focus on instead is on helping them adjust their mindset. They often feel shame and believe their English ability is the source of the problem. I remind them that communication challenges are common and experienced by non-native speakers and native speakers. I also remind them that not every native speaker is a good communicator. There are native English speakers who ramble, ask questions in an unclear way, and use idiomatic expressions that a non-native audience may not be familiar with. Americans are notorious for using advanced vocabulary that is difficult for non-native English speakers to understand, in part because most Americans don't speak a second language. Therefore, they don't understand how important it is to simplify language and speak slower and more clearly to ensure effective communication occurs. I also remind them that every professional must frequently ask for clarification, whether they are native or non-native English speakers. It is not a sign of weakness or poor listening skills, but an indication that a person is a good communicator who cares about effective communication. Finally, I also remind them that not speaking up will only encourage their colleagues to continue to talk in that manner. But if they ask them to repeat themselves, speak more slowly, or clarify what they just asked, it may make the person more aware, and they may try to communicate more carefully. Everyone benefits from effective communication, and asking for clarification is crucial to ensure that it takes place. Let's look at what to do when you receive a difficult question. First up, never make up an answer. Unrealistic expectations, fear of embarrassment or criticism, and other factors may influence some people to make up an answer when they don't have one. While it may be tempting, lying can quickly shatter trust you've worked hard to build, so it's best to avoid it. Dan Airely, a behavioral economist and professor, elaborates on this topic in his book, Predictably Irrational, The Upside of Irrationality and the Honest Truth About Dishonesty. He says, we have slippery slopes. We don't have slippery ascents. Once an environment has had dishonesty introduced, that new normal spreads. You don't want to be the person who lowers the bar for honesty in the office. Next, you want to arrive prepared. If you will be speaking on a predetermined topic in a meeting, consider what questions the attendees may have in advance. What do they care about? What matters to them? Be ready with answers to potentially challenging questions. My next tip is to ask for clarification or ask for repetition. So sometimes a question is difficult because you're uncertain of what the question is. If someone asks you a question in a confusing way or you can't hear them clearly, don't hesitate to ask them to repeat themselves or clarify what they said. Here are some examples. I'm afraid I didn't catch that. Could you repeat your question? Sorry, but I couldn't hear you clearly. Could you please say that again? I'm afraid I don't follow you. Could you be a little more specific? Sorry, that wasn't totally clear to me. Could you tell me what you meant by that? My next tip is to buy yourself some time to think. If you are unsure of how to answer a question, don't be afraid to buy some time to think of an answer. You can do this by repeating the question to confirm you understand it. So you could say, so in other words, is that right? 
You can also pause to think before answering, but be sure to let the others know that you are going to take some time to think. So you could say, great question. Hmm, I need a few moments to think about that. My next tip is to ask for a recap if needed. So what should you do if you are asked a question and you've been spacing out in a meeting? The best approach is to own up to your mistake. You'll only make the situation worse by guessing or rambling. So instead, apologize and mention something you remember from the discussion if possible. Then ask for a recap so you can answer the question. So you could say, I'm so sorry, Janet, but I'm not fully up to speed on the discussion. Your idea of continuing to work from home piqued my interest, but my mind wandered a bit to think about what that would mean for me. Would it be possible to give me a brief rundown of what I missed so I can share some thoughtful input? Again, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. All right, my next tip is on what to do when you don't know the answer. If you don't know the answer to a question, you can ask for help from someone else in the meeting. You can also ask for time to find the answer. So here's how you can ask for help. I believe Sam and Danielle are experienced in this area. Any thoughts on answering the question? To ask for time, you could use one of the following statements. Great question. I'm not sure, and I wanna give you an accurate answer, so I'll look into that and follow up with you by the end of the week. Excellent question. I don't have that information at hand, but I'll get back to you later today. All right, now what to do when you don't have the authority to make a decision. Sometimes we're asked questions that require a decision. If you don't have the power or responsibility to make a decision, you get to pass the buck. In this case, you want to be supportive, but remain noncommittal. So here's an example. That's a great idea, but I don't have the authority to authorize it. I'll be sure to run it by upper management and get back to you. The next tip is on how to respond to criticism. So if you sense criticism and feel threatened by a question or the way a person has asked a question, resist the urge to be defensive. In most cases, you'll be on the same team as the person asking a challenging question. It's not you against them. Remember that not everyone can articulate questions perfectly politely, perhaps because they feel anxious speaking in front of others, threatened in some way, or simply don't have the best communication skills. With those things in mind, do your best to respond compassionately and productively. Start by sharing a verbal softener to lighten the mood. For example, thank you for your question. That's a very interesting question. Thank you for allowing me to comment on that. Thank you for raising this point. Then do your best to consider the person asking the question. What is their role in the company? Why could they be asking that question? Is there a need they have that could be driving the question? What matters to this person? The answers to those questions should influence your response. Here's an example. I'm glad you asked that. Listen, I know the changes I've introduced are a lot to wrap our minds around. These changes are in no way directed toward any person or department. They have been in the works even before COVID hit, and we feel the right time to move forward with them is now. 
So here's what I know about the implementation of the plan. All right, next tip is how to wrap it up. If you are asked many difficult questions that are derailing progress, you can find another time to meet to address those questions in more detail. So you could say, I can see how important this is to all of you. As I see it, we've pretty much covered it as best we can for now. I also want to make sure that we can make it through the other agenda items. So why don't we schedule a sit down two weeks from today to go over things in more detail? I will have more answers for you by then. All right, my next tip is about uh, how to answer questions on the spot. So sometimes we're asked a question on the spot and need to share our opinions. In this case, I encourage you to use one of my favorite communication frameworks, the PrEP framework. It's a great guide to providing a thoughtful and organized response. Here's how to use the PrEP framework. First, you want to make a point succinctly to explain what you think. Next, you want to provide one or more reasons to explain why your point is true. Next, you want to provide evidence, an explanation, or an example to show how you know it to be true. And finally, you want to reiterate your point. Here's a sample question and answer using the PrEP framework. Why don't more people work with interview coaches before interviewing? So if I were asked that question and I wanted to, you know, respond right away using that PrEP framework, I could say, I believe the main reason more people don't work with interview coaches or coaches in general is that there's a bit of a stigma around it. University students, executives, and everyone in between work with interview coaches and get great results. Yet people aren't proud of it in the same way they are when earning a certification. They don't make a big announcement on LinkedIn or add it to their resume. For example, many people only come to work with me after failing for months or years to get a job on their own. Yet many people would benefit from interview coaching before they show up to their first interview. Another example I have is that many of my clients who land jobs are hesitant to allow me to share their name and picture on my website with their testimonial. It seems there's a hesitancy to work with or admit working with a coach. So I believe it is that stigma around coaching that holds people back from working with an interview coach. All right, that's all the tips I have to share with you. And now you know how to answer all sorts of difficult questions and meetings. I recommend you practice saying these phrases out loud to commit them to memory. I love helping talented professionals worldwide present themselves to potential employers and job interviews. But despite a person's accolades, convincing someone else that you're capable and can add value as an employee is tough. I show people new ways of communicating to increase understanding and connect with their interviewers. When I met Bruno, he worked in Paris and interviewed for a job in Miami to join his wife, who had just moved there for work. Here's what he said about working with me. Christine was the most engaged and prepared professional I have ever worked with. She gave some precious pieces of advice and techniques for my interview, and I could not be more satisfied. We met just one time, and I got the job. I am so happy. To see pictures and more testimonials from my clients, visit my website at express-2-impress.com. And if you have an interview coming up, 
either a job interview, medical residency interview, fellowship interview, or academic interview, I would love to work with you. You can schedule a free consultation or book a mock interview with me on my website. That is all for today. I invite you to tune in next time to improve your English skills. You'll learn definitions of phrases and idioms for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Express to Impress podcast. If you found this episode useful, please remember to share it with a friend. See you next time. Bye. Bye.